So in the breaks, again, uh, the movements of Tseva, giving and receiving Tseva. And then, uh, but also now becoming aware of the opposite. So when Seva is blocked, so to become aware of the, the sense of the autonom autonomous, unchanging, unitary self. So becoming aware of uh, what Pema Shedron was. The Tibetan name for that is for uh, becoming aware of Shampa. So moments where there's a bit more, a bit, uh, a bit of a contraction around a defensive move, around the sense of an autonomous, um, unitary, unchanging self. For example, you might notice oh, this person is looking strangely at me, at me. And then there's a bit of a defensiveness, a bit of a contraction. Like you kind of, uh, you know, the seva does not flow anymore between you and that person because you feel, oh, you have uh, like some doubt. But, you know, that what you defend there, you have a sense that that is the same as yesterday when the person also looked strangely. But that what the person looked yesterday at is, is, is not there. It's not there here anymore. Yesterday you, you looked at me in a strange way. Looked at me, but, but what do I mean? So this me in the sentence, yesterday you looked at me in a strange way, is made up. That is the gaksha, that is the object of negation. Today is fresh, today is new. You didn't carry something over from yesterday, except the stuff, the shit you make up. The, the, the conceptual mind is the only, the only, uh, the only possibility for, for us to make shit up, shit which lasts. Because nothing lasts. Only, nothing lasts longer than. <laughs> I mean, I can't even, I can't even move as fast. Yeah. So, the, it's, it's quicker than that. That's how how how, th how long things last. <laughs> <laughs> so this so now, the thing is not that we overcome the ego or we get rid of the ego, or you know because there's nothing to overcome. There's nothing nothing to get rid of. It's to see that it is made up. You, you don't need to overcome Santa Claus. You, do, you don't need to send him home. <laughs> Out Santa Claus. <laughs> we, don't we don't need to make Santa Claus into an enemy. And 
Also, we don't blame Santa Claus for anything. Because he is, he is, he is a hallucination, he is a fantasy, he is made up. So this talking about overcoming the ego, uh, uh, that's, that's bullshit. There's nothing there to overcome. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and the, the sense, a healthy sense of self, you know, this is necessary. So that's also not to overcome. Or a healthy sense of so this, this is this is my space. I, I this is my limits. This is what I need. This is what I'm able to give right now. So all that is processes which you could label as a healthy sense of self. But of course, there is no like there is no healthy sense of self. It's just also that is processes. And of course, these processes they don't belong to anyone. But there can be unhealthy processes, unfunctional processes, which you could would call then an unhealthy sense of self. Or, or so uh, the homework is seva on on one hand. So soak in seva, appreciate even small movements, small moves of seva, just you know, kind of. You notice that you are a bit considerate when you take the cup and you pour the tea. You notice a kind of tenderness and appreciation. Yeah? So this is not like practicing to force it into being. So now I need to be mindful. <coughs> and am I holy enough in drinking the tea? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it looks holy. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, she she is much more holy than <laughs> I want to be like that. Yeah, no, it's not like that. So this is not a forced practice. It is recognizing what is already happening, and, and where you have already this appreciation, and and noticing the things, and that's like the intention. So. You, you, you prioritize it. You have understood this is the precious. So you know, you, the, your team members, they start, to, they start to understand. Wow, yeah, this is something to join in. The Seva project. That's, you know, <laughs> and you get them all, you know, the rebel, the child, the boss, the, even the, uh, the perfectionist and the pr- pr- productivity addict. Yeah, even even these guys, you know, they think, "Wow, yeah, with Steva, I will be more successful in my job. Let's go for it." <laughs> so there will be a bit more like, kind of, you get you get these cats together, walking into the same direction. So that's one thing, Steva. So the way you nurture seva is through intention and positive reinforcement. Yeah, and we're talking not about oh I love everyone and <coughs> my heart is open. No, no, just wow, this cup. Wow. I wonder who has already used this cup. And look, it's a bit battered, and it's 
something is missing and still doing a good job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or a tree or different things. And then and then you and then you notice it. Because you have the intention to do so and you start to value it. You you start to value it as the precious. And the other one is the other, you know, the, the impediment, the, what, the impediment of, uh, I didn't know that word, I'm not sure exactly what it means, but <laughs> I can use it uh, right in this place. Uh, the impediment of Seva, and that is um, becoming aware of the kaksha, of the object of negation. When there is a sense of this autonomous, unchanging, singular self moments of defensiveness moments of wanting to have wanting things to be different than they are Uh, kind of you know wanting like this there is something missing here or like this there is something to get rid of and this is something which you can notice on, on on the somatic level on the visceral level there is a contraction in the system yeah and 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 that contraction is an indication for that you have identified with the central position and and so and you don't need to do more than being aware just noticing it ah yeah now it's there and it could be that at one point you you realize wow it's a it's there all the time. You know, particularly if you have a bad afternoon. But then, then, the, then maybe the nobody loves me, uh, I'm a failure uh, process uh, carries the I hat. And is, is, um, is projected into the conscious mind. And that's like the story. You tell you tell yourself, and that's what you are aware of, and that's what you identified with. So, and you call that it had a name, no? Uh, so this sham power. Yeah. So this. Yeah. This. Uh, uh, shampa is is uh, is sometimes translated as attachment, but so but, but it is that uh, it is that. It is describing this moment when you are triggered, like through just a glance, mm. and it's also this word also uh, is describing was well, a label. So it's label for this initial trigger. It is label. It is a label for the the contraction then, based on the identification with the autonomous. Uh, unchanging singular self but then it is also uh, what also contains this label Shempa is the instinctive reactive response what you do then like mm, you glance in a certain way at me and because you have done it yesterday also I feel like this yeah Seva is blocked the flow between us is, is blocked and and then, um, and then 
what is my instinctive response is to show you the cold shoulder. Yeah, so that's how I deal with the situation like this. I, 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 I'm because I'm a nice, decent person. I don't. I pretend that I'm not violent, but I'm actually violent by showing you the cold shoulder. And then Seva between us is, is blocked. So, of course, then we could also explore, so how can we make Seva flow again? Yeah. So one simple way would be, uh, no, I, I feel like something, you know, you, yesterday I felt you looked at a strange way at me. Is, is that true? And it makes me feel uncomfortable. When I would say that to you in a good way, it would soft it would soften you, you know, because I would share something about myself and how I feel. So you would soften, and I would see that. I would feel ah, he's 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 hearing me, and actually now he looks quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and then suddenly that kind of. Uh, Seva wall, which can be, I mean, this can be more and more concrete, yeah, that you really become an enemy with the person. Uh, so then that Seva wall starts to dissolve, yeah, and you, you can connect again with each other. You said that the both examples are like it's, it's coming from memory, like from yesterday, you looked at me and Mm. It's, it's always like you can't feel like in the moment you feel like there's like you look at me in a strange mm. way and then I can like this like yes. block. Yeah. Or is it coming from like all you have like if I think it's instinctively it's, I look at Leif and he reminds me yeah. of someone yes. and then it's I also think that's that's more my first response to that question. But of course we could observe if there's exceptions to that. But my first response was, would be, uh, you have a response, uh, responses based on conditioning experiences, mm -hmm. and stories, and and your background, and all this actually filters uh, on, on on the subconscious level all these processes which happening, which receive the sense data, and which make sense out of them, and tell stories and bind things together. You know, all this uh, subconscious processes uh, and part of this is history and father and, and stuff like that so and then the image which is projected into the conscious mind that what you perceive is heavily distorted and put together and flavored and and so on by all these unconscious processes so what appears in your conscious mind is actually not Leif you never meet Leif <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah, too bad. It, would, it would be such a nice guy. It would be nice to meet you. you know, but it's not possible. <laughs> so many relationships are formed that way, you know, in, in the mirrors uh, from yeah, the past. Every, this is all we have. Yeah. Uh, this is all we have. This is what is projected into the conscious mind mental holograms yeah. uh, which uh, which are somewhere if you want to localize them from a neuropsychological point of view they are somewhere in the frontal cortex 
Mm. Yeah. And then we, we call that Leif. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we create the karma. Yes, we create the karma because we relate to this mental hologram as if it's real. And then, and then if it's something, uh, you know, if it's something we dislike, yeah, because that is how it appears, then we respond to Leif uh, in, a, in a nasty way. We dislike him. If we would see Leif, there would be no other choice than love. <laughs> I mean, but that would yeah. be true for everyone. So this would be true. There would be no other choice than love because we are lovable as we are. Maybe this is a sidestep. I'm not sure. But uh, w when you fall in love with someone, can it be like true love in this sense? Can it be like or there's or two different ways to oh, look at that? Yeah. One would be the kind of Theravada attachment way. So they would say this is an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. Falling in love and then is an exaggeration of the good qualities of the person. Mm -hmm. The tantric view on this would be, no, that's the moment where you are in contact with reality. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to preserve. So that's what you work on if you do a consort practice in, within the tantric context. Mm -hmm. You work on keeping that initially recognition of the goodness and the beauty and the uniqueness and the radiant... Wow, mm. uh, you, 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 you cultivate that. You don't see it as, uh, as madness. You don't see it as mm. distortion. Uh, but from the Hinayana Theravada point of view, mm. uh, this would be seen as the distortion. This falling in love is a distortion. It's an exaggeration of good qualities. Mm. So two different views. Okay. And I think it's good to kind of dance on two marriages as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. To, you know, not to be too... The uh, middle way. The, yeah, like, you know, yeah, find your way in there. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes in life it's good to uh, view a bit like when you are monk, for example, it might be helpful to stay more in the... <laughs> In the in the Inaya view, Theravada Inaya view, yeah. So there, it would be uh, instead of seeing it as a distortion, you would see it. This is how who the person really is. How can I extend that to everyone? How can I see the way I see my concert? How can I see? other people as well mm. so and then you so you, so you increase then you then you i mean if you are uh, if you are so then you increase also the same sex and you increase different ages yeah. and you know, so it's like you 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 feel fall in love with the same kind of passion with everyone mm. but you know don't tell that uh, you know Hinayana-based uh, teacher or people. This is, you know, too and, much. And no, it's empty. Otherwise, people go. That's also 
space. That, that's also, uh, that, that's part of this. Yeah? Because it's the strong energy too. Mm. It's, yeah, that's why there is this teaching of it's an exaggeration, stay away from it. Mm. Yeah? Until you are stable. Yes. But there's also no explanation from Advaita or, or Lukaspaya where he says that you wrongly contribute the life to the qualities of the other person. You Actually, the you wrongly... There's another person. Yeah, yes. And you feel love and then you think that mm. objective qualities from that person. Mm, mm. But actually the separate self in you collapses. So mm. the love you feel is, is the... Is the who you are. Yes. It comes up. Yeah, yes. When you don't. You're not separate. Mm. When you fall in love, you're like, you don't feel separate anymore. Yes. So that's the feeling that comes. It's not attached, it's not over there. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. So in the concert, you meet yourself. Yeah. Because he's no other. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. It's like dying. Yeah, it's the petit more. <laughs> That's what the French call the orgasm. Petit more. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, have a break. And in half an hour there's the yoga. So that's a quarter to 11. Could you just say a few words about the uh, reason... You, l you want to include the yoga because you uh, relate to the I know mm. but uh, there are new people also you uh, often relate to feel it in your body Yes. some people are not in the body mm. so I try, that's what I try to mm. uh, your view Yes, so, yeah, I mean you, in the, in, uh, you said the essence uh, that I, I, I think one of the big challenges for Buddhism in the West is that it tends to be conceptual mm. and that they, and we, we're li living in a conceptual society. So there is a sense of you know, studying compassion and studying emptiness and it, it, it like remains in the, hand, in the head. Also, there could be the uh, misunderstanding that uh, meditation is mental work, like cognitive work, mental work, somewhere in the head. Uh, but uh, meditation and uh, seva also is actually, you know, it's function, th these are functions of the subtle energy body. So it's not just here. So that's why in meditation, and then supported by the walking meditation and support, supported by the yoga, is this um, this uh, this movement into the body, into the embodiment, into into uh, into uh, uh, discovering seva in in the body? Also, uh, if you want to work with difficulties in your life, uh, you no know, kind of the cognitive approach to it is kind of almost you know it's really falling apart because. I mean, in the in the in the therapy world, because it's not working. No positive thinking and just looking for the negative thoughts and trying to change uh, this. Uh, it it's it, it's not so. 
we need to work much deeper. So if you want to work with difficulties, like with anxiety, sadness, depression, it's so important to uh, emphasize or at least include the somatic aspect. So now there is resistance to do this. We don't know because in a way it's nice to stay up in the head and feel kind of, you know, yeah, kind of above, like one of the ways not to not to touch what we don't want to touch but what we need to touch if we want to feel it is intellectualizing staying here talking about your feelings thinking about them or ignoring them ignoring the body uh, so there is resistance uh, to uh, to go back to the body and and the resistance uh, is also is also because obviously we don't want to touch what hurts mm. we don't want to touch i mean we are so uh, we are so intolerant towards discomfort so so that's uh, that's why i feel uh, the and it can be qigong it can be running it can be I mean, you could even go uh, uh, to the fitness center and wait uh, and do weightlifting. It's it's you no, know, it's a matter of the attitude and how you do it and how much you. I mean, many yoga teachers they are not in their body at all. Mm -hmm. They do it as a kind of fitness. Yeah, it's about you know, how you look like and and you do the posture right and. And so it's it's quite difficult to find yoga teachers who actually help you to connect with your body in a loving way and not in a kind of donkey way, yeah. Like the donkey needs to be fit, needs to be slim, needs to be beautiful, needs to be productive, uh, you know. So it needs to be fun, needs to function. Um, so that's like treating the donkey, the body as a donkey in running, in in, in yoga, in, in fitness. So you can run with heart and you can practice yoga with heart and you can weight lift do weightlifting with heart. It's it's not the activity. Mm. With so seva. With seva and and this sense of, you know, uh, what was he, he had a moment like this when I said, you know, you drop into the body. It's like letting go of this identification with the head, as if there's a rider using the body. But so, so to drop into the body. So that's uh, yeah. Okay. <coughs>